Welcome to 3ND, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T-Dot. My name is Dave Levitt, that's the D. This week's three, we deep dive into the conference finals where the Phoenix Suns battle the Clippers and of course the Trey Young-led Hawks take on the Big Bad Bucks. Then we take a look at the Raptors' fortuitous ping-pong bounces and how they landed fourth and how this might impact their off-season plans. And finally, we look at all the coaching moves from this past week and weigh in on the final three vacancies that still have yet to be filled. Neighbor Brandon is back, so sit back, relax, and let us walk you through the big three stories from around the association. Brandon. Yes, sir. What's going on, Dave? What is going on, big man? Oh, uh, you know, just uh relaxing here on a Saturday morning. It's kinda of rainy out, but you know, the show goes on. <laughs> does does it ever? Does it ever, my friend? And uh big show's coming up for you, right? Yeah. Hey? The big show is coming up for you soon, right? Is oh, it not? The big show, yeah. July seventh, I'm getting married for those of you who know or may not know. There it is. It's happening. Brandon becomes a man. Uh, don't worry. We'll have that as a married guy. I'll have that talk with you um, off air. <laughs> but what you can expect as a as you as you ascend to husbandhood. Just uh, agree with everything she says. That's right. That's basically it. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're smart, she makes the decisions. All right. So that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how that goes. Uh, yeah. In. Uh, Speaking of big shows, you know, I don't have a segue for this. Um, but, that, you know, there's a lot going on in the NBA. So you want to get to it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump right in. Let's go to the playoffs. Um, you know, it was it was nice to see, and I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this about the Clippers, but it was nice to see a little bit of fight in the Clippers series. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I picked uh, Phoenix in, in six. I still think that's going to happen. Um, but it was nice to see um, – uh, a bit more, you know, like the the games have been competitive. Like the game two, that that uh, that eight and one on the dunk was incredible. You know what? That that was uh, that was totally worth. You know, getting four hours of sleep for me, <laughs> it was <laughs> worth it. A hundred percent worth it. So, like, you know, we had this conversation. I think uh, a couple years or when we first started the podcast, yep. and I said, "Listen, like, Phoenix is going to be the team next year." You know what I mean? Like they're gonna they're gonna go really far, and we'll see how it goes. Chris Paul's due; he's overdue for some sort of win in his career. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and I and and I think they have the right mix this year. I don't know. There's something about that team; it just feels right. You know? Yeah. You know, speaking of game two, like the nice story from game two was uh, well, a nice story overall was campaign, right? Cameron Payne. Oh, yeah. Like he's he's been through a lot. Like he, he, you know, he took a risk on himself and had to go to China in 2019. Yeah. I mean, he, he pulled a full Lisa Stansfield. He was all around the world. I, I, I. Yeah. And, my baby. <laughs> and then, you know, game two in the playoffs with no Chris Paul, he, he has to be the guy and he comes out 29 and nine assists. Like, yeah, no, 50% from the field. Like, I'm like, yo, that, that guy's, this is amazing. Like, what a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't he have like a, 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 a camp with with the raptors i believe so this or, is after Oklahoma. Or maybe he did a summer league or something like that but he was like very briefly like yeah because Oklahoma okc drafted him right yeah and then like that didn't work out and then he bounced to the bulls i know he's with cleveland for for a cup of coffee okay uh, yeah and then listen, he decided to go to china and then yeah yeah ultimately it's just a great story to see a guy like that but what you know i like I said, I can't believe I'm saying this about the Clippers, but the Game Three performance that they put on, I think, gave um, gave Phoenix a, a reminder that hey, hey, young blood, you're, you're not there yet. Yeah, but what you know, when Chris Paul and Devin Booker go four for twenty in the first half, like, uh, <laughs> uh. yeah, all right. I mean, listen, I I fully expect Chris Paul to come back. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Saturday morning, Saturday yeah. twenty six, and I fully expect him. To come back tonight and have a much better game. I don't know if they. I don't know if that being, translates to a Phoenix uh, directly to a Phoenix win, but I don't think Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You can count on that kind of performance every night. If you're no, the like, I was expected to see you know face mask Booker drop fifty or something. Like <laughs> uh, you see his 
both is like it's like a it's like the letter Z. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Like that yeah. that picture after the game, I'm like, yo. <laughs> so let's so let's so let's switch it up. Let's go east now because I gotta tell you, we we haven't talked. You and I haven't been able to talk on the on the show properly about Trey Young's ascension here in the um in the playoffs, but. I want to go back to game one for just a sec. I know where game two is, a, is was a statement by Milwaukee, but the, game one, Atlanta comes in for the third straight series and wins the first game of the series. They're Always putting, when they're not expected to do it. They're putting up the one finger after the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Trey Young saw a lot of one fingers as he walked out the building. Yeah, yeah. maybe a different kind, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's um. It's amazing to me um, the the stage presence that Atlanta's shown. Like they are way. I think everyone. So here's 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 the ride that I think everybody's expectations. Expectations went high when they started getting players this summer that people recognize and were like, "Oh, these guys can play." All right, so that should be a good team. And then they got off to that slow start under Lloyd Pierce, and I don't want to tie it to just the coach because I think the players themselves had to figure it out. Yeah, and then. The coaching change happens, and they go run off. Um, so I think I saw somewhere that they ran uh, after the coaching change. They won thirty six of their like thirty six games. Yeah, since then, like including the playoffs, that's incredible. I mean, like you know what? When you think about like, sixteen, I think it was. I think both of us were like, you know, it's it's they might get dummy here against Milwaukee, but. When you when you actually watch the games and look at it, like they have some real firepower. Yeah, no, they. You know what I mean? Here, like, so you know, and uh, speaking of of wives, uh, uh, the second thing I'm going to teach you about being a husband, Brandon, of course, is to um, okay. give cre- give credit when credit is due. And Absolutely. So Dre, my wife, Dre, she uh, she has a she had a great point. She was like, all of these guys on Atlanta can 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 have can have the potential to have a great night. Yeah, like it's not like it's like, and and it's not like it's like a, you're like, oh wow, that guy just went off in the career. No, every one of them has the potential to have a really good. Bogdanovich has had a good night. John Collins has had a good night. Game seven against Philly, you know, Opie Cunningham. I mean, um, Kevin Herter. Uh, yeah, has a, has a night. You know, the goat, the ghost of basketball past. Um, Sorry, Kevin you mean Herter. uh, you mean Kavon? That's what they're calling <laughs> him. Eh? When he plays like that, that's his nickname. That's what they gave the Hawks gave really? him. Really, Kavon. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Um, yeah, so like herders, and of course Trey Young is, is you know a superstar. It's interesting though. I think the thing that with Atlanta coming in Game One, as good as Atlanta has been, I also think that Milwaukee just thought, oh, okay, we beat you know like yeah, yeah, they're 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 doing okay. And I don't think anyone like it. I don't think it was a full disrespect, but I do think that they kind of had a little bit of like, a, okay, we can breathe a bit because it's you know. We got to the conference finals. A little, a little bit of underestimation happened, probably. And the reason I say that is because of Game Two, because they, Mil- Milwaukee didn't seem to be doing anything other than saying to to Giannis, "Hey, stop hanging out at the three point line and just drive." Yeah. And look at what happened. I mean, that was a that was a beat down last night. That was a thirty four point beat down. That game yeah. was over by halftime. Thirty two points at the half. Yeah. I, that's when I that's when I stopped watching. I was like, I stayed up too late for basketball this week. Let me let me go to sleep early. <laughs> but here's the thing about here's the thing about that. It's 32 points in the half, and they won by 34. You know, yeah. usually you see those big scores, they run out, and then then by the end of the game, it's like a 16 point win. But it was only because you know by the fourth quarter they were it was all scrubs. They yeah. uh, Milwaukee just kept the foot on the gas, and I think it was some um it was someone on this on the broadcast last night and i i want to give credit to where it was due but i i think it was reggie miller who said it looked like miami uh, sorry miami milwaukee came out and was looking to embarrass they were looking to show up the hawks well how many uh little fast break buckets did they get turnover <laughs> balls right up the court you know what i mean yeah. like yeah 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 they they were pushing 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 and the def- the defense was like like the, the defensive pressure that they were putting on, you know, not only Trey Young, but like a guy like Clint Capella and uh, uh, what's his face there, John Collins. Like, John Collins has been playing phenomenal this entire yeah. time. Yeah. They put the clamps on him. You know what I mean? I was, well, I was like, holy. There was a shot. Uh, uh, 
I, same with you. I, I was like, this is this is done. I'll follow this on my phone if I need to, if anything pops up. But like, I'm done at the half. But there yeah. was a first half shot of like uh, PJ Tucker and John Collins get kind of getting into it, and then PJ Tucker realizes where you know that Collins is trying to amp him up and trying to get you know, and Tucker just kind of looks at him and gives him a look like, "You're down 25. Shut your fucking mouth." <laughs> like, yeah. like. He didn't say it, but it was just that you, you, we all know that look that like, yeah. come on, man, you, you don't talk right now. Just yeah. don't talk. Like he, and this is why I think Milwaukee will win this. I think it's going seven and I think Milwaukee oh, wins it. Okay. Okay. I, um, and I, I got them going seven because, and I, I'm not putting disrespect on, on Atlanta's name again. They are a good team. They are a really strong uh, offensive team, they're figuring out their defense, but they're you know they're, and and I just think Milwaukee just has that that extra thing, and that, that extra thing is PJ Tucker and Drew Holiday. It's just a different mentality with those two guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Drew Holiday was uh, showing shades of uh, prime defensive Drew Holiday last night. Oh, absolutely! Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, I, no, you know, and, as a as a person, he's he's been through a lot too, right? Oh, yeah, so, sure. you know, like, it's nice to see guys like that get a win. Like, you know, it, it's so funny because, you know, I was ambivalent about Trey Young before. I was like, yeah, this guy's a little, you know, like, he he, he had a little bit of an attitude, but he could play, he could ball, right? And then yeah. my uh, my fiance hates him. Hates him. What's wrong with his stupid hair? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he, he, she's like, his face just pisses me off. And then, on the flip side, like my mom loves him. She's like, she loves how he has embraced being the bad guy. You know what I mean? Uh, that's and, gonna make for some really, really great conversations over dinner. Oh yeah, it's great. They <laughs> they get along real well. But like, you know, to see a young player like Trey Young put the team on his back and then, you know, really embrace that that heel turn, as they say yeah. in wrestling. You know what yeah. I mean? It, you, you you should see him soaking it up in New York, soaking it up. Uh, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh my God! Listen, he's yeah, no, it, I'm, he, uh, he, I'm, he's he's a bona fide superstar now. Oh, he's a, he's he. This has been this has been. He went from from star, borderline. You know, uh, to, he's he's now he's full. You can just call him a superstar. Superstar Trey Young. Yeah, he, he's got um. He's got shades of some really great players on him, and we'll see how how long it goes. The other thing I'll see it'd be interesting to see if next year after the competition committee kind of takes away that idea that it's you know you can do the stop up, lean into someone, kick out your leg fouls, right? Yeah, that's see a lot that, of people have a problem with the way he plays the game in that regard. Like I agree with it. Sometimes I think it's kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like you're using a little yeah. bit of a cheat code. Yeah, but. Um, Everyone's favorite player does it. Like uh, James Harden does it. You know what? What do you want to? What do you want to do? They're playing. They're exploiting the game to their benefit, and you can't fault them for that. No, I can't. I can't. I um. And as I've said, I think actually you and I have had that conversation here. The offense, the the lean towards the offensive player in the NBA yeah. has gone a little too far. You have to be able, like, to the point where you can't. You can't. Like, if a guy is in the motion of driving. Not even in the motion of shooting, they're gonna give them. They're, they're gonna give them the foul. Like that's there, just, there, that's... there needs to be like a little bit of uh, reform with the refs. Be like, listen, if you're gonna call it, call it evenly across the board. Also, none of, none, none of this jumping up and leaning it forward into the guy. Like, no, you know that's I mean? just ridiculous. Also, and I'll and I'll say this: if it's a foul in December, it's a foul in June. Yeah, that, that's that's all I'm saying. All right. Let's pivot, as uh, as they like to say. Let's pivot into the Raptors, because there's a little bit of Raptor news. Yep. Fourth pick in the draft. We jump up three spots, get into the to what is considered to be the, the, the best part of the draft, right? I think they say the top four or five picks, if you want to count Kaminga. Yeah. The top four or five uh, rated prospects are all expected to do, you know, between very, very good NBA players to superstars. In this right. year's draft, uh, the fourth and the consensus seems to be around that the Raptors are going to be picking between either Jalen Green or or, or uh, Suggs. Yeah. Right? 
So both of those guys are guards. I mean, Green's definitely more of a two guard. I mean, that 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 guy can score. The he, ball. He's a pure scoring guard. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, and and he was doing this. And the nice thing is, like the highlights that you see here from the when he played with the G League Ignite. That means yeah. he's playing against he's playing against you know borderline NBA players. He's playing, not playing against, against you know grown ass men. You know what? Like we've been yeah, seeing this know. kid since uh, for the past few years on like Instagram. You know all these like hoop uh, yeah, yeah. These centered social media pages, and he can flat out fly. Like he can he can get to where he needs to be on the floor. He can jump over people. You know what I mean? Finishing contact. Like I really like his game. But for our situation, do we take Suggs over, uh, you know, if we have the opportunity? Because I think the Cavs, I don't see the Cavs passing on Jalen Green. Like, because they're shopping Sexton right now, right? Yeah, well, and that's, and that's it, right? So, like, it all depends on kind of what happens a little bit. I mean, let's, be, let's, let's all agree, I think, that. Cade Cunningham seems to have the number one locked up. Don't buy, don't do not buy any of the 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 smoke that's coming out of Detroit. We're like, well, we're gonna look at a couple of pro- no, you're not. No, you're not. Right, they now, need that guy more than anything in the world. You're right now somewhere in the you know Detroit, greater t- Detroit area. Someone is printing Cade Cunningham T-shirts for you know for opening night. Yeah, there's probably a banner being you know welcome you know welcome Cunningham banner going you know flying around on the plane all the you know all the girls are being lined up at the at the motor city casino don't worry Cade cunningham is coming don't <laughs> worry the savior has arrived well so, so i i mean i i i think cunningham is one of the, you know, those guys who actually can live up to the hype and imagine yeah. him and killian hayes when when killian hayes is is healthy that detroit backcourt is sick yeah and you got and you got Bay and you got oh yeah they're gonna Detroit's Detroit's coming Detroit's Detroit's coming back. Then you got no, Houston. Right. Houston probably takes Evan Mobley just because he's the second you know he's the second highest rated like Mobley is is an amazing defender, and his offensive game won't hurt you as a rookie unlike certain other people <clears throat> James Wiseman. Um, oh no! Oh no! I'm a Wiseman guy. I like the guy. So do I. Just, uh, but his offensive. Know. But let's be honest. Maybe you should have played more than two games in college, friend. <laughs> uh, I'm here to declare that uh, it's halftime, and uh, I will be uh, focusing on the NBA. Yeah, we everyone's focused on the NBA, dumbass. How about you go fucking play some games? <laughs> God damn Get it, James Get Well, you know what it is. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a little punchy. It's coming to the end of the of the, of the year, uh, work wise for me at school. So yeah, I'm a little punchy. But you know what I'm you know what I'm tired of. I'm tired of prospects and 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 I'm tired of of all this this nonsense that somehow you're going to get better by not playing. Yeah. No. Right. You, you know how you get better doing uh, uh, doing something. That'd be like like you know what. Uh, I'm a certified uh, uh, F1 mechanic. But I will yeah. not be working on cars for the rest of the year because I'm hoping to transfer over to Indy Indy Lights. Yeah, shut it's, what the, it. Shut it doesn't up. make any sense. That makes you no got, sense. You gotta you have to use the skills in that situ in that situation in order to see have I been training properly? Is this working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're all surrounded by these yes men. You know that, that right? That's right. That's right. as you can see. You know, by our best friend Ben Simmons, surrounded by yes men. You know, we're not we're not going to get into that today, but you know what I mean. Like, what do you think? Happen? These kids just have people barking in the ear all day long. So, like, oh yeah, the, sit out the rest of the season. This will be good for you. What? What? I, no. First of all, you're at Memphis, so you're getting coached by you know Penny Hardaway, who I think might possibly know a thing or two about the pro game. I'm just saying. Uh, what are you going to do? This but listen, the, when, if. If we get sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, that's my side. So I'm really hoping that all these these prospects in there place like Kate Cunningham. It's like I'm only going. I'm only going to work out for the number one for the team with the number one draft pick. Cool, yeah. bro. Cool story. You know what though? Other guys might come in. That doesn't mean the the team is only going to look at you. 
So then maybe they like, you know what? We saw a workout with, uh, we saw one workout, you know, whatever. But we saw Mobley worked out. We saw tape from, because they obviously see the tapes. We saw Mobley's workout in, in, in Houston. We saw Mobley's workout in Detroit. We saw Mobley's workout with Toronto. Yeah, all right. Mobley's looking really good against all kinds of different things. Maybe he, you know what I mean? Like, why, why, what? What are you afraid of? Just go out and work out. Anyway, that's what's, just me. What's the harm? What's the harm? Well, the the harm often for agents as well. You know, uh, maybe he gets hurt. That's never happened at an NBA draft. Like the, the those are so light. Yeah. Number one. Number two. If his game is that good, then don't worry about it. What are you trying? To me, that raises flags. What are you trying to hide from me? Does he have an ankle thing you're trying to hide? Does his does his are his mechanics terrible? Has he spent you know? since the end of March, just eating Cheetos and playing uh, Call of Duty? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Some of them have. Anyway, all that said, like, we kind of wandered off the path, and that's my fault for, for doing that. Um, the, the Raptors are looking between Green and, and Suggs, and to be honest, it'll be whoever's, whichever one of them is left. Let's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so fourth, I, I kind of... I kind of disagree with that. I think uh, it's going to be between Suggs and Kuminga, because remember what I said. The I think I don't think the Cavs pass on Jalen Green. Okay, so you so, so, def- so then you're you're definitely taking Suggs, right? So at that point, yes. But then we're gonna have uh, you know three of the same guy. Well, from, that's uh, my, so that's my next question. So then at that point is Lowry gone? Right. So, well, you'll actually if you if you if you try and keep Lowry, you've got four guys for basically, let's say, five if you resign Trent for two spots, and you know that's just not that's not really a, a great look. Yeah. No, if you have Lowry, Lowry's not going to take you know too much of a discount. He'll take what the market can give him, right? But like, let's be honest, Kyle Lowry is a is a proven winner, and someone will find money and be able to move it to get him here. So that's not. Don't worry about that. Kyle Lowry will get his money. So the question is, if you re-sign Lowry, how does Suggs develop and play? And what does that do to Malachi Flynn, who looked like he was coming on towards the end of the season? Exactly. So, like, we're getting – I don't know. Like, it, it, this is a question mark. See, this is where my lack of financial abilities <laughs> kind of, like, get in the way because – like, what's Lowry owed? Do you think? What, what can he make on the open market? One year contract. Oh, he's not taking a one year. Oh no, he's not, no, he's not. Taking he's thirty four. Who's gonna give it? Well, he's thirty five, you know bro. Thirty five. Oh my god. So, what do you think people are gonna do? Like a two year for him? People will try or and three. get him on a one year. He's not gonna yeah. take it. He'll, he'll t- he wants two years because he doesn't want to do this again. He doesn't. Like he doesn't want to earn twenty five million this year. Let's say, let's just you know throw a number out there, right? Because he made thirty last year, so he made tw- so he says, okay, I'll take twenty five on a one year. Okay. Then I can go back into the free agent market at twenty at uh, at thirty six and try and get something similar. No, no, bro. No, no. You're He's right. Gonna, you're he'll right. say, I want two years fifty, and then you can say, okay, we'll do two years 40, 48. and he'll be like, fine, I'll take forty eight because he's not going to earn. 23 million next year on a one year on another one year deal. Yeah. So he's going to push for the two. I, the most he can get in a sign and trade is a three. Uh, I don't see anyone going three years. At, even, even though like the only guys who've received the, the only players who've received uh, contracts over $25 million a year or beyond 35 were LeBron's extension. Yeah. Um, and which is a duh. And Dirk Nowitzki, when he signed a two-year, $50 million, $51 million deal with Dallas to basically round out his career. It was the golden handshake. Because the other thing is, for years, for the first, for the, from like the, to two years prior, Nowitzki said, no, no, go sign free agents, go get me guys to play with, and I'll take whatever, you know, we'll work me out later. So he took a huge haircut. And then they were like, okay, we just got our, our, you know, we we we're, we got to pay you. So here's your here's your you know severance package. Yeah, basically. You know, so 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 I we kind of did Lowry's that. Gone. I think. Gone I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Whether it be a sign and trade or, but like you know when people say about 
you know, trading Lowry for Ben Simmons because Philly's the obvious landing spot for Lowry, right? More and more so, right? Especially given more and more so. Yeah, I do not want Ben Simmons on my fucking basketball team at all. I don't want Ben Simmons anywhere near to the Toronto Raptors. And is, so, is that just purely because of, it, of the psychological stuff, or is there more stuff? Because like clearly but, Ben Simmons is going through something. He's going through a moment. Psychological stuff. The the remember what I said about people having yes men around them. Yep. You know when Ben Simmons had to give up the keys to the car to Jimmy Butler. You think he was happy about that? Nope. Nope. So I. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that. Like, yo, the, for the Raptors to win, we do not win in 2019 unless everybody buys in. True. You get what I'm saying? So, would this guy be the guy to be like, oh yeah, I'll I'll be deferential sometimes to, you know, Fred? Da 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 da. da. Like, buddy, just be glad Fred Van Fleet is not six foot eight. Okay, you piece of shit. Like, I just I'm just not a fan <laughs> of this guy. I don't like him. I All do right. not like him. So, uh, shout out to our new uh, co-hosts, Ben Simmons and James Wiseman. Yeah. Yep. They'll be joining us next week for a lovely We Punch You in the Face episode. Um, we're just, we're going to get uh, defamation lawsuits in the mail in about a week. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wiseman, Wiseman wouldn't necessarily know where to, you know, he'll probably, he'll probably take a year to figure out how to get the paperwork done. And Ben Simmons, uh, you know, whatever. I can take him. Yeah. Just hop on my back, and we'll be like those, like the kids that try to sneak into movie theaters with the trench coat. <laughs> we'll put you have a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I I am no way saying that I could. I, what I mean when I say, let me clarify the full sentence because uh, I I didn't fully explain. When I say I can take Ben Simmons, I meant I can take him out for a cup of coffee and have a nice discussion <laughs> about it because I'm yeah. not fighting yeah. a twenty-five year old athlete like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it affects the team greatly. Um. The rumor that I read, though, is that the Raptors might look to package the pick either down and get some get some help, or and this would be giving up more roster pieces, but getting going number four and trying getting into the number two spot to get Evan Mobley because they really really like Mobley. Like he's plug and play with this roster, right? Like you plug him into the starting spot. Um. Do they, if they get Suggs, do they have as much pressure to have to go and and give a big deal to Gary Trent Jr.? No, no. Right, because you because you, no. you you've proven that you can play small two small guards and be successful, right? But see, like you you can, but I don't know about the playoffs when you face a big team like Philadelphia who has yeah. big guards. We struggle that entire series, right? Mm-hmm. But. I, I don't know. I, 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 the two small guards can work in the regular season, but in the playoffs, I don't think so. I mean, it, you know yeah. what? It depends matchup wise, but yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people always point out, oh, the Raptors won the championship, but the starting, their starting backcourt was Danny Green, who's six eight, and Kyle Lowry. Ben Bleak was a was a bench piece during yeah. the now a very important piece, and you know, I would argue that he and he was a, more of a closer than Green, but. You know, you gotta you gotta still be able to match up defensively with guys who are bigger and stronger. And event and listen, I think Fred's doing great and does does a great job. But if you have Fred and no Kyle, and you know Suggs, Suggs, look, Suggs is a defender. Suggs can play, but like he's not. He's welcome to the show, kid. Yeah, you know, like he's, he's got a little bit more size too than you know either Kyle or Fred. He's he's six four, right? Yeah, yeah, he's six four. Gary Gary Trent, he's he. Trent's six four six five, so he's around the same size as Gary Trent. Yeah, um, and I think he, to be honest, they're they're talking about all the cap moves and whatever. But basically, it comes down to they got to release, they got to make a decision on on Boucher. I think you keep him. Absolutely, they, you got. He's seven million dollars next year. That's nothing against like relative. Like, and if you let him go, you're not going to get anything at that same price point. That's going to give you what what he gives you, right? Yeah. Um, Rodney Hood has a his. He has a, a ten versus one, so it's ten million dollars if it's guaranteed. It's a million dollars if he gets cut. Eat, eat the money and just let's say goodbye. Yeah, I like Rodney. I, mean, I think he's a decent player, but like not at ten million dollars when it when we need you know we don't need another often injured uh, wing guy. 
Like, we just don't. Uh, no. Your boy, Aaron Baines. You know what? Shout out shout out to Aaron Baines for helping us get the four pick. Like, shout out. <laughs> and, you, know, you, you came through. You did your job. Uh, you know, you go for a jump shot, lose the ball the way up. That's Thank you. I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Uh, so true. But bye, bye, Aaron Baines. Bye, bye. Um, and then the only other real impactful free agent. I mean, they have to make a call on Utah and Bembry and and Watson, but those contracts are so minimal either way. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, no. so you know we've talked about that before. When we, you know, I I don't think you need all of those guys. I think you need some of them. Um, Freddie Gillespie, same thing. It's you know, you know I. I'd like to see Freddie Gillespie come back. I think he was a, he was a nice addition to the. He's a good energy season. guy. Yep. He's a he's an energy guy. Goes does isn't afraid to jump on the floor and get some ball. Um, so the, then the two big free agents that we have are Kim Birch and Gary Trent. And Gary Trent's a restricted free agent. So basically, I would just say, here's your qualifying offer. Whatever you can get in the market, go. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Will match as long as you know it's up to a decent, reasonable number, and off you go. You know, I think I think uh, I think that's what that's that's their business, and so I think the Raptors aren't going to be that big in free agency this year because I just don't think they have uh, a ton of money left over after they sign all their pieces. Maybe they can get one, you know, like a mid-range guy. They've got both their exemptions, so they can sign guys like a like a veteran mid-level and a full mid-level guy. So, you know, they'll be around. But where do you spend do you, that money? See, like... Uh, like, what position? Like, are you are you, are you you okay at the guards? Do you want to go get some more rebounding? Do you need a big man to you know, clog up the middle? What, what, where are you going, GM? Power forward, power forward slash center. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we have, like, 45 guards. Like, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we, it's... <laughs> I, need, I need some... I need some rim protection. I need some, you know, offensive pick and roll. Catch that lob and dunk the shit out of it. I need offensive rebounding. Christ, remember our offensive rebounding numbers last year? Oh, oh they were terrible. God. Terrible. Terrible until the last month of the year. And then, oh, wait, yeah. Hey, if we got two guys who could jump off the floor. Again, shout out to my man Aaron Baines. Aaron Baines coming through. Tank commander Aaron Baines. Aaron, nah, you take the offensive rebound, friend. Or mate, <laughs> uh, oh, it sucks. He's such a nice guy. You know he mean? is, and it sucks too because I, you know, some of us on uh, on this show thought it, he was a decent signing. Yeah, well, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to pay off that one. That one's on layaway. Is that what that shit? <laughs> I have to pay that one off. Okay, <laughs> seriously, it's brutal. All right, so we both agree that I, that Lowry's probably gone. We both agree that whoever they have at the fourth pick is likely a guard, so you're going to have to spend your money in in on the front court. Um, either either you're taking in a trade and picking someone up that, that way, um, like a Montrezl Harrell who seems to be on the way out of the Lakers, you know that kind yeah. of thing, right? All right, we got to move to my favorite topic, which is coaching. I um, I I'm. I've long advocated for new coaches in uh, in the league. I think it's time to sort of turn some of these coaches over, and it looks like they're sort of doing it. I mean, let's, sort of. Let's they're, they're, yeah, so one by one, I think it's uh, slowly going around. It's it's starting to get there. Like, all right, so Indiana rehires Rick Carlisle, right? Yeah, uh, he was there for uh, four years before yep, previously. Yep, yep, and and they were good with him. So and uh, so Rick, so but he gets a big monster deal there. Um, it Boston hires Ime Udoka, who I was, you know, uh, if you go that's back, the guy, yeah, that's the yeah. guy that needed an opportunity. Yeah, and check the tape. I actually a couple of weeks ago, when the whole Boston situation broke down, I actually said he would be the perfect fit there. So shout out to me. Yeah. Um, and this show, uh, if you're not listening, ba, 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 ba. yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, he's a big pop of guy. Hey? No, I said he's a big. He's a big. Uh, he's a seven-year Popovich guy. Listen, so I you think know, you know where he's going to go. He's 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 Udoka's going to turn that that Celtics, and you're going to watch. They're going to they're going to play really really intense ball. I yeah. like I like him a lot. And then, fun uh, fact, um, oh yeah, Tatum, Tatum Brown and Smart 
also played for him on the U.S. national team. That's right, the, the, on the selects team um, with with Popovich. When Popovich was coach, so those of you who don't know, the U.S. selects um, is basically the the sparring partner for the U.S. men's national team. So think like the, all the NBA guys who go and play in the Olympics. There's another. There's like another guy, a bunch of NBA guys, usually younger guys at the time, who come in and basically run other team sets and they kind of go back and forth. Popovich was running the whole thing, and he said, "I need a guy who can." kind of chess match me and throw some different things at me and he picked of all of the, the coaches he could pick you remember he doesn't have to pick his staff he can pick anybody he says give me udoka to run that team and udoka ran that team and was you know coached like you said smart tatum brown so he knows those guys they like him i think it's a great fit i yep. really do um overnight um billups has reached an agreement in portland so Chauncey Billups oh. goes from ESPN to one year on the bench to, as an assistant to Ty Lue to now the head coach in uh, Portland. You know what? I, I I wanted to see. I didn't know that. I so I, when I, when I was writing my notes last night, I did not see that news uh, come through. But I thought uh, it was like it's pretty. I was pretty sure that it wasn't going to be her. But Becky Hammond, man, like I, I would love to see her coaching the, the Blazers. Yeah, so do I. Uh, I actually, so, um, and then the weirdest one of all, I, I want to circle back to Becky Hammond in a minute. Um, so Dallas went and did the weirdo thing. and hired Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, a man who's on his third head coaching gig, has not done nothing as a coach, but then they go and they hire a Nike executive to be the new GM. Now, I'm not it's, saying you can't you can't take skills or whatever, but are you telling me that you've got Luka Doncic, you got you're at an inflection point with with Kristaps Porzingis, you got to figure out if you're going to build a team around a generational player in Luka, and you have to be looking across the way and being like, look at what Trey Young's doing, and you're saying, you know what we need, uh, you know who we need, we don't need an, an experienced guy, we don't need to go out and find you know like. Uh, you know, Arver, you know, got Bobby Webster, you know, a guy who's who's just waiting to jump in and run his own team, you know, and is ready to go. No, no, we're gonna hire the guy who's friends with Luca at Nike. Yeah, that that makes no sense. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Are you telling like, me also speaking of women, are you telling me there's no women for any of these jobs? Like there's three jobs yeah. left. There's the Washington job. Orlando looks like it's Going to go to go to it, it's down to Sam Cassell or Wes Unseld Jr. Yeah, because apparently the Washington team can't quit the Unseld family. Um, <laughs> that was a good one. It's true. Um, like I'm not saying Wes Unseld hasn't earned. It. I'm not saying Sam Cassell hasn't earned. It. I've actually said many times that Sam Cassell is a is a top notch assistant coach, and it's one. I was wondering why he wasn't getting more more play. But are you telling me? That Becky Hammond or Carol Lawson or Ter- or Teresa Witherspoon down in New Orleans, which is the other job that's open. So Orlando, New Orleans, Washington, are any of them going to step up and actually, you know, hire? Uh, I'm not saying just hire a woman to hire a woman. I'm saying hire somebody. No, hire very the best coaches. Yeah. Right, but hey, uh, Simon, Teresa Witherspoon is sitting right there, and she's beloved by the players. Yeah. What are we doing here? Anyway, your thoughts? It's 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 tough. Like I think uh, the Jason Kidd replacing Rick Carlisle in Dallas that's that's mind boggling to me. I don't understand. Like, are, are you really prepared to waste another few years of Luka Doncic? Like, right. I, what what's the what's the plan there? Yeah, uh, I don't get it. And the executive hiring, as you said, the dude from Nike, like what? You know, so. We'll see how that pans out during the season, but they got to get him some help. Yeah, right? they got to yeah. get rid of Porzingis, you know. So, see, I'm an, I'm not I'm not a full. You got to pair it down with Porzingis because I don't think you're going to get much back for him right now. His value is so low. You got to build it up. The thing yeah. is, what you got to do is you got to figure out what Porzingis is and what he isn't, and what he isn't is a center. No, a traditional like he's not. He's he's gonna be your four man, and he'll be the the stretch four. 
So then you're going to have to figure out, is Willie Colley-Stein enough down low to get us rebounds? I don't know. They won with Eric Dampier. So, you know, there's yeah. that. Um, I just don't understand why Jason Kidd keeps getting gigs. He's not, he, he hasn't proven anything as a coach. He's, I don't, I don't think he's a good coach. Like straight up. I don't think why no? the name, like what, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's gotta be, some... I, he's got to know some stuff about some people's personal lives to keep getting <laughs> jobs. Like straight up. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. No, this, this, it doesn't make sense. Um, I've said um, before, I think the best place for Becky Hammond to land uh, this offseason was Orlando. Um, yeah, so that's the second place I had her. I, 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 I love the idea that Orlando, but, not, but apparently Orlando's like, we want an experienced coach. We want so Why? Who cares? Your team sucks, and you're going to suck for a couple of years by design. Yeah, give, give them Scott Brooks and see where they go. Yeah. Well, like who's left? So, of the experienced coaches, you're not going to rehire the guy you just let go. So, Steve Clifford's done. Are you really going to bring in Terry Stotts? Are you really going to bring in Terry freaking Stotts? Ryan Saunders is available. He's used to coaching. There you go. There you go. (laughs) That's a winner. Oh, Christ. Oh, good God. You know, like (laughs) I'm sure you can find Kevin O'Neill somewhere. Wow. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that name in so long. It brings back PTSD. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just get, I, I would give somebody else a chance. Like these guys obviously cannot win. Scott Brooks had Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, and still, like, just drop the goddamn ball in. So, well, and the thing is, you had those guys, and then you had to rally and fight to just to you know, I'm going on an incredible run to get back into the bottom of the the playoffs. My whole thing is, it's you know, I don't have a, I don't. I don't have a problem with like you want to bring back certain coaches at certain times, sure. But Orlando, look at look at Orlando's roster. Their team is clearly built to go to the lottery the next couple of seasons because by design they're trying to build off their stockpile. They're trying to get young talent and then go the other way. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's lots of teams do that. But what you have is you have a you're going to have a but you don't really uh, you have Terrence Ross who let's you know uh, shout out to Terrence Ross. We all love. Uh, what you know what he did here in Toronto and you know I think he's a genuinely good good guy but he's getting traded this season rent that place in Orlando don't buy you know what I mean like what you're not going to have a ton of veterans around so what you want to do is you want to start you got to start a culture you got to start a build and again I don't want to bring everything back here to Toronto but look at what Dwayne Casey did right when he came in that team was down on its luck it's a bad team he was like I'm going to install a culture this is how we do things here. This is how we. This is what the Raptors are about. Becky Hammond could do the same thing. She's just been around the best culture builder in the NBA. Exactly. Just give her, someone new a chance. Yeah. No one wants to see all these tired ass old coaches trying to do the same shit that was not successful elsewhere. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you don't have expectations if you're a lottery team. So just try it out. What's there to lose? Give honestly. Give her a three year deal. Let her let her go, just like any other coach, and let her have her three years, two and a half years to see. I guarantee you that team's going to be. If you have Becky Hammond as your coach, you're going to have a better team. She's just she's just a winner. Yeah. Uh, same thing in New Orleans. Teresa Witherspoon. She she's right there. And Zion Zion's family's now talking about. Well, maybe we got to get out of New Orleans. This, this team's not working. Out. Zion loves Teresa Witherspoon. She's good with the players. She knows her stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you keep like honestly, you went, you went. Okay, we got to get rid of NBA life for Alvin Gentry. Just not working out with NBA life for Alvin Gentry. So let's hire NBA life for Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, that's not the change, dude. You has Stan Van Gundy won a chip? What's that? Has Has Van Gundy won a chip, Stan? No. Nah. Has nah. Jeff? So what the – do you see my point here? I 100% see your point. Preach on, no. man. Go for it. The soapbox is yours. No, no, no. That's it. I just – you're right. It's like the same guys getting the same goddamn jobs. It's like politicians. It's just – you know, or even – I don't even want to make this comparison, but police officers, they suck at one place. They get moved to another place. Yeah. They fuck no. it up one place, and they just get moved. Well, yeah, you're fired. Is- and then the other department's like, okay, we'll hire you. Don't worry. The thing is, like – Lloyd Pierce, 
So, and, and um, Dwayne Watson and I talked about this on an earlier episode, the language around coaches and who gets, who gets when they're fired or when they're, you know, whatever Terry Stotts and Steve Clifford and Lloyd Pierce were all kind of let go in a stretch. Right. And like Clifford and, and Stotts at the end Pierce halfway through the season, but the language with Pierce was that we fired, we've, you know, we've let go Lloyd Pierce, you know, but Stotts and Clifford were mutually agreed to part ways. You didn't mutually yeah. agree to part ways. No, he mutually, you, you mutually agreed to, to stop paying him. And he was, he was not, you know, he mutually agreed to be like, oh, I guess I got no other choice. I will not badmouth you in the exit interview. That's right. It. But but who but but why? Because those guys are lifers. Those guys are part of the crew. Terry Stott's been around the NBA for thirty years. Yeah, it's time to break it up. And they're starting to uh, shout out to Udo, you know Imeridoka. Uh, I Chauncey Billups. You know, yeah, he's a new face in a new place, which is good, I guess. I don't think he's put his time in though. No, uh, I, th- I think there's a little bit of shiny. Of, of to him because he was you know he's he's good on TV and he's clearly a good communicator like you know Doc he, Rivers did the same the bench thing for the back when too right what's that who was he on the bench for the Sixers he's a, he's, a, he's an assistant right now with the Clippers Clippers sorry and he was he's one a, of the white yeah. red and blue teams yeah <laughs> the, the Clippers have 19, 1900 uniforms and I don't want to wear any of them so no you know, no that's just just straight up <laughs> um so, anyway. Uh, we'll we'll wrap here because you know this has been one of those fun shaggy dog uh, um, episodes where we get to talk about all kinds of different things. But I really do think though, like on a final thing, you know, um, it's time to it's time for women to get into the senior most positions. That means head coaches. That means GMs. That means assistant GMs. And don't don't tell me that a college coach can't come in and do these things. Don't tell me that Pat <laughs> Summit. You, can, you cannot tell me that Pat Summit. You know the late great yeah. Pat Summit wasn't going to be a uh, could have been a full time uh, head coach in the NBA. You can't. And it's, it's not. A, it's not about just because you know it's a woman. You got to be. No, they have, uh, to have the record, but they can prove it. It has to be by merit. It has to be by merit, and I believe that certain people, Becky Hammond, Witherspoon, they have the merit over Scott Brooks and Terry Stotts. Like that's just not. Uh-huh. Particularly them, but just in in general, right? No, 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 and that's that, and that's the thing, right? Is that you? You know what? It's it's not the other thing too. Is it's it, players now, especially NBA players, they don't care. They don't care. Just get me a coach that's going to get me get me. I want a coach that's going to put me and my team in a position to win because that maximizes my my money. Exactly. I exactly. I play for a winning team. I I get better. I make more money, and I and I and I you know and I'm happy. We win because you know any player is a player that is a competitor. They they want to win. So why why are you keep going? And you're like, well, maybe this time Terry Stotts can get a team past the second round. No, it's not going to happen. No. So let me ask you this: since yeah. we're talking about the the pantheon of coaches mm. you know is nick nurse there in the great coaches no not the great coaches like the lifer guys like do you think he'll be a lifer now oh listen you're gonna you're gonna ring on your on your on your cv you you pretty much can get a job wherever you want the funny right. thing about nick nurse is nick nurse is you know nick nurse coached 20 something years many of them as a head coach in like the development leagues or the european leagues right yeah. So, I depending on his run, and I don't know. Like, yeah, I know he signed an extension last last off season, a big big contract. They said the big, but I don't know the term. I the the, the one I heard is four years or five years. So he's mm-hmm. in his fifty. I could see him pulling a Phil Jackson and being like, "Peace, I'm done. I've you know I've 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 won an NBA championship. Uh, I've done all these things." I could see, you know, at the, you know, if he gets, if he doesn't get another contract with the Raptors, maybe he coaches one other team, but I don't think, I don't think he wants to be, I think he's going to be, like, he's working on his PhD, right? Like, he's got other things going on. Yeah. Some of these guys, and again, I'm not knocking it, and the NBA life is beautiful. 
it's a great and and if you like coaching and if you're into coaching because it's a grind like i'm not going to sit here and say that you know terry stotts or or steve clifford or any of these guys who've been around alvin gentry who've been around a long time there's a reason they keep getting rehired because they're good at their job they're good as, as assistants they're good development people but you know there's a certain time when you have to realize that you gotta you gotta move on you know you don't want to be the last guy at the in your accounting firm who's still, you know, using an abacus. Yeah. You know? Do you know what I mean? Oh, you know, a more apt analogy, you don't want to be that old guy at the club. Oh, listen, I'm always going to be that old guy at the club. You know me. <laughs> you know me. Uh, guy who's, you know, you know, sensible breakfast, you know, you know, dropping lines like, you know, do you get up at six? Cause I do, you know, like that, that's just going to be great. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's I, I, I'm, I'm actually hoping to, to, to slowly like devolve into the, uh, my, I think I had the sweet spot would be if I were to be like a, a, the old guy in the club, but who thinks he's in 75 gold chain, polyester suit. A hat with whole, a feather. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn right. Whole lot of, whole lot of, um, uh, like mint green colored uh, shirts. That's just the way I'm going to roll. So listen, this week we're going to bring you and your mint green over. We got the patio furniture set up. We're going to set up a TV and we're going to watch one of these games, all right? That's right. It's happening. It's happening. And folks, please enjoy the games uh, and I uh, hope you like this episode. Like I said, this was a bit of a shaggy dog one, but we we, we love it. We love chatting. And uh, yeah. Brandon, we'll talk to you real soon. Yes, sir. All right, we'll talk. Peace. Peace. Well, that's the show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, big shout out to Brandon for hopping on and uh, sharing his opinions and really getting into it with me today. Uh, also, if you like the show, please like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to support the show. We really, really appreciate it. Spotify is a great spot for that. So until next week, enjoy the games, stay home, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again in seven days.